0: Get road trip ready with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. They can save you time and money and get the job done right the first time, worry-free. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for current service specials or to schedule a test drive. 720 WGN, you really can't jump online anywhere or get into a serious conversation over, you know, a cocktail or coffee without somebody bringing up about what is happening in Alabama, and what that means for the future of IVF, in vitro fertilization. I was reading a story today about a woman who had embryos, and they were set to be put into her surrogate last Friday, and she's in Alabama. And the doctors, after many hours of trying to determine what they were going to do, came back and said, we can't do it. We're we're just not going to put ourselves... Um, into a situation where we're liable, according to our lawyers, we just can't do it. And, you know, those are people who have invested sometimes 100 dollars $200,000 and looked forward to having a child and finding the right surrogate, and everything seems to be on hold. We have a guest who's joining us, Mary Ziegler, a historian of the abortion debate and law professor at the University of California, Davis. And, Mary, this seems to have been most of your life's work Um, following the history, writing on abortion. And what do you think is happening now in Alabama and how far-reaching will it be?
1: I think what you're seeing in Alabama is kind of the natural for the anti-abortion movement, natural next step after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, because uh, really from the beginning, the movement wasn't about ending abortion rights. It was pursuing fetal personhood, right? The idea that a fetus or an embryo is a rights-holding person. And you're seeing that play out in Alabama now. Obviously, if you believe a fetus or an embryo is a person, you know, you're going to think IVF is strange as it's currently practiced because people are allowed, for example, to maximize their chances of a successful pregnancy or to minimize the cost of what's already pretty expensive, as you said to create more embryos than they implant, and then to store those embryos, destroy them, donate them for research. None of that sits well with people who are opposed to abortion. So the upshot is what we're seeing now. And so
0: did this really happen because somebody walked into a storage lab in Alabama, removed some embryos, accidentally dropped them? The people who own those embryos said they destroyed life? Is that the beginning of this? Yeah,
1: pretty much. I mean, I think that's in the, the short version of this case, but then obviously. One of the things that's worth emphasizing is these couples whose embryos were destroyed had other remedies, right? So they could have said, for example, it was negligent for this, you know, fertility clinic not to have it staff supervising the places where embryos were stored or that the clinic had a, a contract to preserve the embryos and breach the contract, right? So if what they were looking for was just money to compensate them for this loss, There were ways they could have done this that weren't about fetal personhood. So this is not just about these families. This is about advancing the idea that an embryo or a person um, or a fetus is a person.
0: And, And this for those who, you know, champion the overturning of Roe v. Wade, this is just trying to make some headway into what looks like maybe a total abortion ban
1: yeah totally because the the idea I think is you know where would such a total abortion ban come from um, it 's not likely to come from Congress right because Congress really doesn 't do anything anymore it 's not likely to come through voters because voters have been passing ballot initiatives so your best chance is eventually a decision from the conservative state supreme court or a conservative u.s supreme court ironically saying that a fetus is a rights holder and therefore laws in places like illinois are unconstitutional if they allow abortion so each kind of ruling like this is each piece of legislation like this is sort of a brick in the wall making that case down the road to the conservative u.s supreme court that abortion laws that are liberal are themselves unconstitutional.
0: Will this have far-reaching implications for states like Illinois and California? At this point, our IVF, you know, I don't know if there are IVF companies in Illinois that also have offices in Alabama. Will there be decisions made at the corporate level where changes will be in effect until they know exactly what's going to happen?
1: I think this is not likely to affect people in Illinois or California immediately. Um, Obviously, every time a ruling like this happens, it makes it easier for another state Supreme Court or another legislature to move on a similar priority, because it, it feels less extreme if you're not the first to do it. Um, this is much more, I think, for people in Illinois, part of this longer game, um, because of course, if the end goal is a US Supreme Court decision on fetal personhood, that would affect people in Illinois either who are pursuing IVF, people who may have to terminate a pregnancy or want to terminate a pregnancy, even potentially people using contraceptives that some people in the anti-abortion movement view as abortion drugs. So this is something that people in Illinois should be concerned about, but not something that's going to affect them overnight.
0: The governor of your state, Governor Gavin Newsom, said this is a war on women. Would you support that thought?
1: I think it's it's complicated. I mean, certainly the effects on women are pretty dire. Um, do I think that people who are fans of this ruling see themselves as waging a war on women? Probably not. I think that they believe sincerely what they're saying about fetuses and embryos being people. But we've seen since the Dobbs decision came down how grievous the effects on women of these beliefs tend to be, right, whether it's people who are denied the opportunity to start a family or people who are experiencing sepsis because of a miscarriage or stillbirth or people who are unable to access abortion. So the effects are the same. I don't know if this is intended to be that. I'm inclined to think it's not, but I don't think ultimately if we're talking about the effects on real people, the intent matters.
0: Anything else you want to add to this conversation? You've written extensively on it. I've looked at... (laughs) All the books you've written, you know the history of abortion better than anybody in this nation that I've come across. What's your takeaway from what is happening in Alabama?
1: Well, I think that the big takeaway should be that, you know, Dobbs, the idea, I think, it's easy to feel going into this next presidential election that we've kind of reached the end of the story, right? That Joe Biden can't restore Roe v. Wade. Donald Trump already got rid of Roe v. Wade. Like there's nothing left politically to happen. And this story is just a reminder that that the opposite of that is true, right? We've just entered a new era of the abortion wars. And, you know, for people in blue states, even more is on the line because the possibility is out there that either through the courts or through a Republican president and executive action, that there will be limits on abortion, on IVF, on contraception um, in any state. Right. So I think the big takeaway is that this thing is far from over and that what happened with the destruction of abortion rights is really the beginning, not the end.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Mary. Thanks for having me. Mary Ziegler is a historian of the abortion debate and a law professor at the University of California, Davis. She's an American legal historian. She's got several books on the issue that you could check out. Hey, we'll talk about the health aspect of that coming up with our friends from Axios before four o'clock. And Steve's news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. And then we'll share a little of what happened at the UC yesterday. Uh, Chris Chelios. I mean, what a stand-up guy. And Kevin's got some personal stories about that as well. It's all on the way next on 720 WGN. WGN